So we are still in the dark in terms of when exactly the elections are going to take place. We know it's got to take place uh, before August, anyway, between May and August, when this current uh, administration's term comes to an end. In the meanwhile, there is no shortage of drama in the political landscape uh, in terms of within the ANC itself and its struggles with its uh, Secretary General uh, and his, uh, his, his remarks in public. Uh, which uh, tend to become very controversial. And then also the drama between the ANC and its former president, Jacob Zuma, and his support of the newly formed MK Party. Joining us on the line, we have uh, political uh, experts Theo Fenter and Dirk Kotzer. Uh, Theo, a very good morning to you. Welcome. Good morning. And Dirk, a very good morning to you and welcome. Good morning. Thank you very much. All right, so Theo, let me start with you. Why do you think Zuma is throwing his weight behind this newly formed MK party? Well, I don't think there's a there's a deep um, intellectual reason for it. I think uh, President Zuma carries in him a lot of animosity in terms of um, what he feels happened to him in the ANC, in which he got kicked out in 2018 and uh, uh, his role in my view is more that of a spoiler than anything else I don't think there's a chance for him to go to parliament I don't think there's a chance for him to to get the leadership again of the ANC in any way shape or form Um, and I think um, he's doing what comes naturally I think to to his political style, and that is to 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 create um, chaos and havoc um, in 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 circles that is well known to him. And I think uh, the ANC position in Ken used to be uh, a, a prime position in the ANC. The ANC in KwaZulu Natal used to be the large portion of the ANC in terms of numbers in terms of branches. Um, I think that is changing over time. Um, But I think in the Zuma um, case, uh, if he can disrupt what goes on in KZN, it is as if, um, in his mind, I think, uh, he is of the opinion that the ANC will have to listen to him. Mm. So, Dirk, I mean, what does he have to gain and what does he have to lose? What, what, what will he gain by supporting this party? What will he lose in terms of uh, his standing within the ANC? Well, I think what he believes that he will gain is that he will create a new political platform for himself. He lost that in the ANC. And I think this is his main concern and his main uh, motivation also is that he and his supporters, in the past it was always called this Radical Economic Transformation Group, they were being sidelined in the ANC. You can even call it marginalized in the ANC. His main province, KwaZulu-Natal, the same. There is no one from KwaZulu-Natal in the top seven of the ANC and previously in the top five, uh, the previous five years. So there's a sense that KwaZulu-Natal has lost its prominence um, in the ANC, that President Zuma and his demise is to a large extent responsible for it, um, and that all the supporters around him during that time, uh, because of the state capture accusations, because of the fact that there's a new generation of ANC leaders to a large extent emerging, 
that and there's no place for him in that. And I think if one looks at the political history of President Zuma since the return of the ANC from exile and his return to South Africa also, he was always one of the top five in the ANC. So he, his life, his existence, his existential identity is about the ANC. And the fact that the ANC turned in, in a sense against him and allowed him to be incarcerated, that is just inconceivable for him. And that is why I think he is using this symbolism of the ANC. And what he's doing is he's using possibly the most powerful symbol of the ANC in terms of the liberation struggle, and that's in controversy, and try to appropriate it for himself to say, I'm actually representing the real ANC. The ANC of today, led by President Ramaphosa, is not anymore the real ANC. So he wants to present himself as actually the one who wants to rescue the ANC, wants to reinstate the ANC, um, and uh, is using therefore MK as an, as, as an instrument for that. So mm. it's actually not a breakaway from the ANC. It's actually a, a, a palace coup within the ANC that he tries to establish. So... Theo, coming back to what you were saying earlier on, right? Uh, he is not going to become the president uh, of the ANC or the country. He's not going to even make it to parliament. He's got legal challenges in that regard. But he could have an impact in terms of uh, KZN. It was already going to be very tightly contested before the emergence of this MK party. The question would be now, how, how much of an impact, how much of a headache would be would he be or would this MK party be for the ANC in terms of its contestation in, in the KZN province come uh, the elections later this year? Yeah, it's a it's a huge challenge to the ANC, and and uh, because on the one hand, if they um, take action against him, um, it provides Zuma with the kind of exposure that he needs. It makes a a a, a victim of of Zuma, and Zuma is usually at his best when he plays the victim role. On the other hand, if the ANC does nothing. Uh, it's as if they condone what he's doing. So, so it's a bit of a dilemma for the ANC to act against um, Zuma. But I think um, a third way is emerging, uh, that um, the ANC is kind of giving Zuma the silent treatment. They don't want to talk to him, but you mentioned in your in your introduction, Fikile Mbalula not always understands his own role and, and what he may and what he may not say. So the silent treatment failed when the SG opened his mouth. But I think the ANC strategy at the moment is to focus very strongly at the leadership of the ANC in KZN. There's even rumors that the ANC is going to... Um, uh, take apart and unban the uh, the PEC, the KZN PEC, uh, the Provincial Executive Council, and replace it with an interim structure. Because a lot of the political energy that Zuma gets is still from within the ANC at the regional level, which is KZN. If the ANC national then replaces the PEC with an interim structure of people which they um, they feel they have a, a more say about, which they can control. 
um, they can then provide Zuma with the silent treatment that they think he should get. Although over the last, I would say, two, three days, very strong statements were made by the leadership of the ANC in KwaZulu-Natal, um, even saying things such as that Zuma um, um, dis- dis- um, dispelled himself out of the ANC because there's a, there's a statement or there's a rule in the ANC constitution that if you support another party openly or you display their um, logos or symbols openly, then kind of you, you got yourself out of the ANC. And according to one of the leaders in the ANC in KZN, that's exactly what Zuma did. I personally think that this third option has a, has a better chance. But um, Jacob Zuma has the ability, whatever you do, um, he is newsworthy and the journalists will follow him. <laughs> His children, especially the son and the daughter, will, will continue feeding um, the, the social networks. And one of the interesting things that, that uh, I think we need to just note is that although his children is usually very loyal to him, I see his son is establishing his own political party. So yes. it's as if this MK um, initiative is not supported by Duduzane, it is kind of Zuma himself. And then... You will hear people saying, but Zuma is just an old man being fed all kind of nonsense and um, it's no use following him. So there's so many voices about Jacob Zuma. So that's why I think the question is is appropriate and relevant uh, about where is this thing going? So, Dirk, in, in terms of um, the KZN leadership, right? We, we know when this current leadership under Duma came in, Initially, they were perceived to be pro-Zuma. Then they, they kind of uh, had a, a lukewarm relationship with him. They now the ones that are spitting fire, especially the provincial secretary. What, what, what role do they have to play in all of this? Well, they are supposed to take the lead, um, especially for the election uh, of, uh, of the ANT in the province. Um, I think the, the, the problem with the provincial leadership is that they, are, uh, they were elected at the last provincial uh, con- conference and there was a 50-50 split between them and the opposing candidates. So they cannot at this stage claim really that they represent uh, the, the membership um, of the ANC in KwaZulu-Natal in an overwhelmingly way. So that that is I think the, the first problem. The second problem is that there's a divide between the, the ANC's provincial leadership and the and the provincial leadership and the provincial premier, for example, who's not part of the, the ANC's provincial leadership. Uh, and that there's two centers of power, therefore. There's the, the premier on the one hand and the ANC provincial leader. Um, and I think that, that weakens at the moment the, the ANC's position in KwaZulu-Natal. And in some cases, it appears as if they actually even work against each other. So these are matters that that uh, that weaken the ANC uh, campaign or its uh, process of of approaching the election. 
Um, and I think this, these are all issues that are undermining them. Taking into account that at the 2021 election, they've already lost the majority in Etiquini, the metropolitan of Durban. That was, was that in local government election, it became clear that they don't have a majority in the province as a whole. So they work from the point of view that they are already below 50% and in, in the last local government election. And I think that undermines the, the resolve, the confidence of them that they will be able to, to, to secure the province um, in this election this year. And, and I think that, that are some of the, the, the key issues. And then, obviously, the person in the past who was their main campaigner, that is President Zuma, is now a contested person. Um, and I think that, again, undermines the, 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 the role of the provincial leadership. But in conclusion, I think their problem is that they don't have a sound political base. The, the, the support base of the ANC in the province is very much divided between two groups. And it's not necessarily pro-Ramaphosa, pro-Zuma. It is other divisions also that exist in the province. All right, Theo and Dirk, we thank you both for your time this morning and for the update. We really appreciate it. Thank My you. pleasure. That was political experts Theo Fenter and Dirk Kotze giving us their views on Zuma's new party and the impact on the situation, the political situation in KZN and also the impact on the elections. KZN, they say now, could likely be the most tightly contested province.